Passion our purpose, profit our pain. I don't want my name to ever be in vain. A life full of substance is the only thing that will remain the same. Millennial Thoughts. Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Thoughts with your girl, Alicia. Today, I am interviewing Rondell, and she's going to be sharing her story on relocating. So I'll let her introduce herself, and then we'll get straight into the questions. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. I am Rondell Martin, also known as Daily Dell. If you see me on YouTube or my original personal brand, Um, I am originally from the DMV area, which stands for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, in case you may not know. But I am in Atlanta now, so that's how I know Alicia. So I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yes, yes. So you already answered the first question. We did meet in Atlanta, but it's so funny because we met like on Facebook. Yes. Know, really, like whatever the groups was, because I was asking questions before I had to move down here, baby, because it was just a lot going on. <laughs> um, then you try to find friends, so you like in all these Facebook groups and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. really how we met. I wanted to ask, what year did you move down to Atlanta? We moved down in 2019, October. Oh, 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And why did you move from the DMV area to Atlanta? So my family and I, and when I say my family and I, I mean my mom, my sister, and my son and I were living in this small town in Virginia called Spotsylvania. Um, Sometimes it's called Spotsylvania Courthouse. And it's the county seat for Fredericksburg, Virginia. So those that are familiar with Virginia, you know that space between Northern Virginia until you get to like downtown Richmond could be a little bland. It's a little dry. There's not (laughs) not much going on out there. Great to settle down. Great to like kind of sail off into the sunset, but not good for business and stuff. And at this point, my family and I um, had been through like 10 years of up and down. You know, we had lost my childhood home in 2009. And then we ended up being like a little homeless in that stint. And we moved to D.C. We moved back to Maryland because I was born in D.C., raised in PG County, Maryland, and lived in Virginia for eight years. And so we got we kind of moved around from Northern Virginia till we ended up in Spotsylvania. My sister was ready to get out of her career at the time. I was starting content creation and influencing and it just felt like it was time. Like we didn't have, I I can't say like a catastrophic event or, you know, a job was hiring or whatever, but we were just like, it's time for something new. And a lot of our family had kind of moved down South over the previous years. And so we have some cousins down here. Can't say we're super tight with them anymore, but (laughs) more that we were even to begin with, but they were like, why don't you move to Atlanta? Like there's a lot of business opportunities here. There's a lot to do this or the third. So we were looking between Charlotte moving to like downtown Richmond because we were like 45, 40 minutes outside of downtown Richmond or moving to Birmingham. We had really looked at those places and we just were like, well, we have more family in Atlanta. So let's go there. We've been there before. We're more familiar with it. Um, can't say we're thrilled with that decision, but I'm sure we'll get to that <laughs> in this interview. So yeah, that's why we moved down. It was like just a change of pace, kind of, you could say opportunity. And we honestly felt like at the same time, God was kind of leading us down here too. So Okay. Yes. You kind of answered all the questions together. Um, and so you were trying to come in, you were coming down here because you was like, I'm tired of basically the DMV area. Are you just like wanted a new experience? 
it was kind of both. It was like, okay, we out here because we only stayed a year in Spotsylvania. So like Spotsylvania is not quite the DMV, even though some people might try to lump it in. But the mm-hmm. DMV really ends in like Northern Virginia, which is like, I mean, you might be able to stretch it to like Woodbridge. But after that, oh, so you was like an different. hour away from Northern Virginia. Yeah. And we were closer to Richmond, but still not like in Richmond, you know, so okay. we we're just kind of in that in-between space. So we were like, mm-hmm. okay, we w- we're here for a year. We like the kind of country slower pace, but there's not much out here. And then um, it definitely well, was what were you looking for out there? Like when you say it wasn't much out there, what's it like? Well, we have moved out to Spotsylvania because my sister and I were going to buy a house at first. But I was mm-hmm. like, before we buy a house, um, let's just kind of live here and rent to see if we like it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was cool. But for, considering all the things that were coming up, and it's not to say that I couldn't have been a successful influencer out there because it's online, you know. But at the end of the day, when you're in certain cities, you get recognized more because people, companies are looking in certain cities before they're looking in others. So like mm-hmm. Atlanta, New York, Miami, D.C., Dallas, Houston, LA, you know, when you're in those big hubs, you're going to get more opportunities faster because they're, those are the go-to cities where they're looking, you know? So, um, that was kind of like, okay, what my reasoning. And then my sister was just like, okay, I'm looking to leave my career. And her career shift was kind of iffy in the Richmond area because her, uh, area of work was very specialized in DC. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and then with the family telling us, oh, come to Atlanta, come to Atlanta. We're like, well, let's try it. Like we always wanted mm-hmm. to live there. Let's give it a try. We don't really have anything keeping us here for real, for real. So why mm-hmm. not? Okay, then. And so do you feel like now that you said you've been here since 2019, do you feel like you regret moving to Atlanta now? Or how do you feel now? I'm on the fence about Atlanta. I, I think at this point, I'm indifferent. When If you had asked me that 2019, 2020, I would have said, oh, heck no. I want to go. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You asked my mom today, she's ready to go. She's still ready to go. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I, I'm not in love with Atlanta. I feel like, and don't y'all don't come for me, okay? I know sometimes y'all like to tussle, but don't, don't come for me. I just this feel like... This is the real and raw, okay? <laughs> it keeps the real and raw over here. I can't worry about what some people say on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> but I'm just like, I feel like Atlanta gets a lot more hype than it's worth. Now, I'm going to follow that up by saying... I do believe that Atlanta has opportunities here or that it places you in the eyes of certain people that you wouldn't otherwise be in front of, but it really depends on what you're coming here for. If you're mm-hmm. just trying to come out to Atlanta on a dollar and a dream, this ain't the place to do that. Okay, like, you, need is- a, you need about a couple more dollars, a couple more zeros behind that dollar. <laughs> that ain't the place for that. But I feel like now I like it because... I have grown a lot in business. I've been forced Mm -hmm. to. I've grown a lot in, and I've always been ambitious. I've always had a great work ethic, but it's something different when you up and leave your hometown or your area that you're familiar with and you go to another area and it's like, oh, wow, now I really got to step it up. Like, I really got to, you know, I really got to just get innovative and stuff. So I like it for that. It's taught me a lot of lessons. And I do think that there are still things for me to discover here. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference for me could be that I did move with family. I do have a son, you know, so I'm also thinking about that. Like, if I could up and move faster and sooner, I would, but I have an elderly mother, you know, I take care of. I have a young son. So there's a lot of things that kind of keep me here, mm-hmm. than like young and single. But I'm I'm indifferent. I'm honestly like 50-50 about Atlanta. Mm, don't ask me. But um, <laughs> so you kind of wanted to move to like, you know, progressing your influencer journey, your content creating journey. 
Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that has progressed? You said that your business has been doing more, but I don't know if you connect like your business with your influencing or if you were like talking about maybe because, um, you know, you do your independent contract stuff. Yeah. You like your business has, or do you feel like influencing and content creation has been better since you moved to Atlanta or do you feel like it's still the same? I feel like it's been better for sure, but I also can see how God's hand has been in all of this too, because when I moved down to Atlanta, my family and I were actually homeless for just shy of two months. And mm-hmm. so thank God we had savings and, you know, my brother, he's a guy with a lot of connects. So even though he's never left the DMV area and he still lives up there, well, he's more in the Baltimore area now. Um, he has friends all over the country. So one of his friends at the time was a regional manager for, I want to say the Marriott hotels or something. So as much as he could help, he would give us like these discount things, like these manager discounts to help us get in rooms, um, you know, here or there or whatever. And so that helped, but we wasted thousands of dollars in homelessness. And just a side note, Atlanta has a huge homeless population. That's why I said, you can't come here on a dollar and a dream. Cause you might end up being one of those people. Like it's a lot of people out here that are displaced. And so um, when we moved out here, it was just like a lot going on. And so I actually really ramped up my content creation while I was still homeless. And I want some of my first videos on my channel on YouTube um, that aren't archived actually show me like in the hotel room and I show the house tour when we got the house and stuff. But all of that activity around my content got me noticed by this organization called Black Christian Influencers that I'm still a part of today. And so they noticed me because I was like sharing my testimony, sharing everything that happened. And then I started what I still do to this day, which are my annual New Year's Eve prayer live on Mm -hmm. YouTube. But at the time they were on Instagram. And so they were like, hey, you want to be a part of the organization? This at the third. And it was real fresh at that time. Now the organization is way bigger. They got way more hoops to jump through and all that. But I got a part of that. And they have they used to have this thing called pods where depending on where you live, you were placed in a pod with people that lived in that same region as you. So I was in a mm-hmm. pile with people in Georgia, Florida, and like the Carolinas or something. And mm-hmm. I said, my good friend, Biz, who's now uh, passed away for two, almost two years, but me and him used to be the most talkative in the pod. And so we connected. And then I realized like he was a Christian hip hop artist and he had a lot of friends down in Miami where he lived and where, um, I won't say he was from, I think he was from New York, but basically he lived there so long, he was from there. And through him, I met a lot of the connections I have today, even though some of those people aren't doing just music anymore. Some have branched out to have boutiques, some have branched out to do uh, like music management or artist discovery or whatever. But it was through him I met all those people. And then it helped me grow my platform even more because they're sharing my stuff, they promoting, we collaborating on things. And it really just helped me kind of get my foot in the content and influencer game on top of my hustle back then because I was influencing way more now I'm more so focused on building my table but um mm-hmm. I can see how it all worked out so I will say yes moving here did help me with that because if I didn't move to Atlanta I would have never gotten noticed by black Christian influencers then I would have never met biz then I would have never made all the connections I have now so it all kind of had to happen that way Mm, okay uh do you feel like atlanta was a place that was going to give you a better quality of life i did think that and then i got a rude awakening so (laughs) (laughs) okay like the quality of life is poor down here 
it's just like it's rough down here. And I think when people think of Atlanta, they think, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta, they think love and hip hop. They, think, they don't you know, even live in Atlanta. Thank you. Thank That's you. Like <laughs> they think it's the Ritz and the glitz and all that. But first of all, the city of Atlanta itself is very small. It's really not that mm-hmm. much bigger than probably DC. It's a metro area around it that makes it big, mm-hmm. but it's very limited spots where mm-hmm. you know you would see kind of that stuff that you see on TV. The rest of it, it it's not all ritz and glitz. It's a lot going on here. The cost of living is ridiculous mm-hmm. for the South. Um, and I get it, it's going up everywhere because even where I used to live in Virginia is higher, but still it's like the pay is better up there. So it's just like if you're going the, the nine to five route, but down here it's like, mm, you know, it begs to differ. So it's definitely not what people would think. I'll say that as far as the quality of life, it's definitely a lot that you got to come here and hustle. I tell people all the time, if you want to move to Atlanta, you're not going to get, this isn't the 90s. Like if you were moving in the 90s, early 2000s, you could come get you a little job, get you a cheap little apartment and you could keep it moving, you know, and you could move on and, and hustle if you want or not. But now you got to have a side gig. There's a reason why everybody here got a business or two or three plus a job. Like you you, you got to, to be yeah. able to just survive, you know? I'm sorry, my um my alarm went off. Okay, I'm going to ask you that question again and then okay. can you do it? I'm, I'm 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 struggling over here. Okay, so do you believe moving to Atlanta gave you a better quality of life? Or were you thinking that it would give you a better quality of life? I was thinking that it would give me a better quality of life, but it really didn't at the end of the day. Because um, one thing I'll say about the DMV area, and I'll even stretch this towards the Richmond area, but I'm going to really focus in on the DMV because I, I know this is tried and true for that area. The jobs pay phenomenally. Like the average mm-hmm. pay in the DMV is like just under six figures. A lot of mm-hmm. people are making heavy heavy wages. And I was one of them when I was in the federal government, you know, and even when I was um, starting my self-employment and freelancer journey and stuff, before I got to content creation, I was still making good wages for someone working for myself mm-hmm. um, and, and being new to it and teaching myself along the way. Now, people will look at the DME and say, but the cost of living is so high, but there people don't mind commuting a little further to make six figures. If I know mm-hmm. I'm going to make 150K a year, yeah, I'm a commute. Yeah, that might suck. But other than that, your life is like better. And maybe it's because I'm from there, so I'm familiar, but even just little things like having public transportation and, you know, mm-hmm. access to those kind of things is different down in Atlanta I feel like you can't come here and just have your cute little nine to five and just coast through life like maybe 10 15 years ago 20 30 years ago for sure you know in the 90s early 2000s absolutely but now unless you're coming if you're not coming here with a career that's a very yes like very specialized very technical that's gonna pay high and you're just coming with like a lower level white collar or blue collar career you're gonna have to hustle there's a reason why people have two three jobs here or like mm-hmm. a job and two three businesses or a side hustle whatever because you need it it's not even a like oh and i would like you, to yeah and then you can't even enjoy your money it's like i want to enjoy my money you can't even exactly because you're working seven days a week like that's exactly you working so hard and everything's so expensive and then there's no um there's no conveniences like public transportation here nothing like, I, I live in paulding county for instance you would be hard pressed to see a bus <laughs> <laughs> Let alone like an Uber driver just that you can reach out and touch. Like, it's just, it's very hard. You've got to have a car here. The yes. insurance is There's more nothing free. There's no free museums. Nothing. I'm nothing. Like, 
Nothing. And the insurance is more expensive because of the mileage per year. Like the average mileage per year is higher here than in the DMV because it's these country miles. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just, it's not the life that I thought I found. And then it didn't help too that the pandemic hit. So that was a doozy. We all trying to just get our minds wrapped around reality right now Mm -hmm. and the economy. But it's like, it's more of a struggle here. And I feel like I work harder in some instances than I would have had to up there. And again, maybe it's because I'm from there. I had a network up there. I don't know. Maybe someone who's transplanted to the DMV will have a different story. But for me, I just feel like you get more benefits, more perks up there, more access to things. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I'm like, good job. Um, so within that, do you feel like it was difficult leaving your old life for your new life? Mm, at the time, I didn't. it wasn't difficult because... I was ready to go because I was just like, I want something new because I've never been the type that was like, oh, I just want to live in one place forever. Like I always wanted to experience different places. So I was ready. It became real and it hit me when we got here and we hit so many snags along the way. And then even when we got in our house now, which that was a whole miracle story, it's just like it still was a it was still rough and it still is. It's hard to find connections here. I'm just now getting to a point where I'm making close friends, you know, you and I were kicking it and then you're leaving me. Like, yeah, <laughs> girl, because I have to go. Do you hear I was me? like, no, but I'm happy for you though. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we live freaking an hour away. Like, what? <laughs> you got to plan, like, you got to plan to be like, okay, what time? Okay, that's traffic time. Got to plan. It's like, it, it don't matter. <laughs> no matter what, it's still going to be an hour. Like, that is fine. <laughs> but yeah, it is hard. I'm just mm-hmm. now getting to a place though where I can say I have I have one person besides you who mm-hmm. is like a solid friend where I'm like I oh, know I'm like, solid, period. I you're like solid, that. period. <laughs> yeah. We like solid people. Yes. Okay. Everybody else is like a little iffy. Like some mm-hmm. are shady, some are just a little iffy, you know, but yeah, it's hard. To That's find. a whole nother thing too. Like they say, the DMV people like they rude and stuff like that. Or like they get straight to the point. I don't know. I don't really consider myself from the sub. I feel like I'm a Midwest girl. I'm nice. I'm genuine. But down here is such a melting pot. Like people will say they're gonna help you. They say go do this. They say, and then they're just talking. And it's like that's another reason why. Like I can't even real. Mm-hmm. I can't even really build great connections out here because you don't know someone lying to you, talking to you. They could be like, oh, I do this. I do this. I do that. And then they over here in roommate six six okay. people in the house, not paying the rent, got <laughs> staying with the a man or something like that, that's paying they rent. And they over here on Instagram and TikTok, like, move to Atlanta, it's the best place. Girl, you go outside, <laughs> you spend a hundred dollars. Exactly. Got no food or no drink. Didn't even get good customer service. Y'all could miss me with this. Atlanta okay. Stuff. And I would. I never heard that people in the DMV were rude. But again, I, it's where I'm. Well, from. not that they're rude, but I wanted to like straightforward, like Baltimore. Like it's like you know, like they don't say people don't be saying hi. They don't smile. You know, versus Southern hospitality is like hi, good evening, how are you doing? You know, like but people don't do more, that down here. Well, no, you they know. don't. They don't. And so they don't do that in Atlanta, though. But if you go to other places, it's real Southern hospitality. That's what I'm saying. People in Atlanta, Atlanta's kind of a melting pot because you got people coming from New York. They really ain't speaking. You got people mm-hmm. coming from California. That's West Coast. So you have a lot of people come from all these different places because they hear about Atlanta, Atlanta. So that kind of like how you're saying that's that, that Metro Atlanta, that kind of um, 
de- I don't want to say deter like a negative way, but that kind of like puts a different standpoint because you're going you're going to restaurants, people ain't talking to you because they from New York, you know. But mm-hmm. whereas you go into like a restaurant in like Alabama or something like that, now maybe I don't know, depending on your color. But in Kentucky, we be, <laughs> be like good morning, good afternoon, like hi. We don't be like rude looking crazy. Like this yeah. girl, I went to um the store yesterday. She on her phone like looking at me. I'm like, girl, like I'm ready to like check out. Like how you on your phone? <laughs> And you at the front, and nobody is saying anything to them. But now they can do whatever they want because people need workers so bad that, like, you can't even say nothing to them or else they're going to quit. But it's just, like, how are you doing that at work? Like, people would get fired if they was on their phone. Yeah. You have to hide your phone. These these Gen Z Listen, literally, when I was working in D.C., if they saw you on your phone, it was a wrap. Like, you had to be like, hey, how are you? Like, And I wasn't even working front desk or nothing, but still, like, because the only... I can say since I've been living down in the, the Atlanta area... The only neighborhoods where people seem to be more Southern hospitality are in that, like the country areas, like the far. Yeah. So like where I live in Paulding County is kind of out the way. So when I go to the Walmart and stuff, people generally are friendlier, but even still, it's not no Southern hospitality. A lot of times I go out and it's like, it's, I don't feel a difference from like, if I were in New York or something, they might not be as abrasive or they might not be as like direct. But they're definitely not awesome. Like, hey, how are you? Good afternoon. Like, no, you don't. You don't get that down here. No, you do not at all. So I'm just like, ooh, child, let me go. Um, <laughs> uh, so, do you feel like the reasons you moved uh, worked out, or do you still feel like you're still in the kinks of like trying to work everything out? Um, I'm definitely still in the kinks of trying to work everything out. My family's still in the kinks of trying to work everything out. I'm going through a storm right as we speak and do this interview. Not a storm, baby. A storm, honey. <laughs> You need the rainbow to come on through, baby. The pot of Okay. Gold. Like, I don't know if you saw that meme on Instagram where before the new year hit, it was like me calling God to make sure I'm not on his strongest soldiers list. Yes, yes, I did say because I am not strong, God. I don't I don't want to be on that list. Yes. I've seen that meme. I'm like, I'm done. I'm ready to get on parole because I've been on your list too. Long. Okay. Like, I don't want the battle. Off the list, okay? <laughs> I, I did my parole too. Free me. <laughs> So I feel like the only way, I mean, the only uh, spaces where it's worked out and I'm doing air quotes is um, in the content. And I can't even say it's all the way because of Atlanta, because that was my hustle. That was me just like posting a lot, you know, because now I've slowed down. But at one point in time, I used to be on uh, YouTube like two, three, four times a week. I used mm-hmm. to be on Instagram every day. Now I'm like, y'all going to see me when you see me. And I'm you just- really are <laughs> like that? But people be saying that, and I'm like, no, like it's been consistency. Like I was consistent when I was in Kentucky. Someone's like, well, you might agree. Like you feel different. I'm like, no, it's not because of Atlanta. I just did a video about Atlanta. It's, Atlanta didn't give me to me. Atlanta didn't give me nothing. I don't think it's because I'm in Atlanta. It's just what I'm yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. I've been so, doing it though. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I'm just kind of like, I will say Atlanta did afford me some opportunities because I had back in 2020. I had gotten reached out to by this um, internet TV network mm-hmm. or whatever, and they wanted me to tape because they were doing series on different things like, you know, what do Christians believe about this? What do single moms believe about that? Mm-hmm. Like, they get groups of people together. So they asked me to be part of their Black Mom series because this was mm-hmm. around what was happening with George Floyd. And so mm-hmm. it was like eight of us. And they told me that they reached out to me because they searched Atlanta moms hashtag. Specifically, they were looking for moms in Atlanta and they found mm-hmm. me. And it was like two or three other instances like that where it was like specifically because I'm in Atlanta. So those are the only times I could say, okay, being here can get you opportunities. Maybe if mm-hmm. I was 
doing those type of things more. I can say Atlanta has really helped, but I gotta get I gotta thank me because okay, period. What's the dog said? I wanna thank me, period. That's all exactly. Um, so how long do you feel like it took you to adjust and settle in um in Atlanta? Or do you feel like Ooh, you're still yeah. adjusting? I feel like I'm still adjusting. Okay. And I remember we talked about that last year. And you were like, I sh- it shouldn't take me two years to adjust. And I'm like, Girl, no. Maybe like, it takes three or four. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, granted, you know, this is my biggest move I've ever made. Because I've moved all around the DMV. But, you know, that's a region. But mm-hmm. still, I'm like, it shouldn't take this long for me. I won't say I started feeling like at home, quote unquote, until last year. Like, that's when I was like, I'm really here, like, and I got to be here for a few more years, like, you know, like, that's mm-hmm. when it really hit reality, but even still, I can't say, like, oh, yeah, this feels comfy, like, when I go back home to the DMV, or even, like, Richmond to visit friends and family, I'm like, oh, I'm back, like, you know, like, this is, mm-hmm. this is home, you know, I don't have that feeling with the land, it's just kind of like, okay, like, I'm excited to get back in my bed, but I'm not, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about moving back? Um, I have, but I'm one of those people where I can't really move backwards. Now, I I can move back to the region, but I can't live in a city I've already lived in. So I can move to like, I've never lived in the Baltimore area directly. I could do that. Um, I've never lived in Richmond or like in um Virginia Beach area or, you know, places like that. I can move to those cities because I've never lived there. But like moving back to PG County or where I grew up and I can't personally, I feel like I've been there, done that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if people say moving back because maybe I'm moving back, but anyways, <laughs> I don't know what that moving back is, but I don't know nothing about that. But I mean, I understand. Um, so earlier you was talking about how you really haven't got to like connect with people, um, and you really like only have like a couple solid friends. But I wanted to ask you, how did you go about trying to build community? Or was that something that you weren't looking for? Um, or if you, how are you doing it now? I can't admit and, and say that I took the L as far as actually putting effort when I first got here because it was too many fires I was fighting. Like we were just trying to get a home, then we got a home, then COVID hit. Then I'm trying to figure out, you know, income because contracts get affected and all that. So I was just more so like, I need to get my money up. Like I have a mouth to feed. I got to worry about, you know. But um, so I didn't put much effort into meeting people until probably late 2021 into 2022. And at that mm-hmm. point, um, I know we had gone to a few things. Um, mm-hmm. I did meet some people, but I didn't like the network events atmosphere because I feel like people didn't network. Like they came, but it was just like, you exchange numbers. If that, you lucky if you even get a number because they're like, oh, add me on Instagram. And at that point, I know I've entered the black <laughs> hole of communication. <laughs> you never going to reach out at that, that point. <laughs> So didn't really like that. And then I can't say I joined like any groups or anything. I did start the meetup group in 2022. So that did help me meet people. Um, okay. But a lot let of them know what the meetup group is. Uh-huh. I said, let them know what the meetup group is because you was a plugger. Girl. I oh, know. yes. Come on. You know me well. So <laughs> if you're... <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're a single woman, Christian single woman, I have a group called Single and Saved in the City. And it's not just for people in Atlanta. It's actually, we have members in three countries, eight states and okay, counties. Come on, so, um, yeah. So if you like to just like meet up with other women and do events, and this year I'm going to start doing like self-development stuff, like courses and workshops, and we're going to take trips and all that, then definitely follow us on Instagram. It's Single Saved in the City on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's Single and Saved in the City. You'll see the private group. You'll see the page. You could like the page and join the group if you want. Um, and then you could just check out our website, singleandsavedinthecity.com to stay abreast of everything. But yeah, we we outside. You know, we slowed down this year because I need a break. But we outside though. <laughs> so that's another thing too because um, I did create a group but it is not important since I'm leaving. But it's like um, also thinking about like if you don't feel like you found a community, like how to create something that is special to you and to how to find your people. And I feel like that's really great with the single and save. It's like you create a community that you felt like you are a part of and that you can be able to thrive and, you know, have that support and people that are going through the same thing as you as well. Absolutely. So I think that that's really good. Um, so I know that um, it was like a lot of moving parts, moving down here and stuff like that. So it might be a hard question, but when you were moving, like, did y'all look to see like how much apartments was, how much houses was? Cause I know that y'all probably was like looking for a house since it was like four of you all. How was that part of the process? Or did you not even look for houses and, you just thought you was going to come and stay with a family member and have time or like, how, how did that go? So we, when we first kind of got the plug in our ear, it was late 2018 for one of our cousins. She was like, mm -hmm. you should come down. So in 2019, another one of our cousins that's actually very well to do lives in Sandy Springs in a mansion. Um, he was like, why don't you come down and stay with, with us and like do some house hunting and this and that. So we came in June, 2019, that trip ended up not being as productive as we hoped, but we did get a feel for like how expensive the apartments were and stuff. So we were like, oh my, this is a lot. So maybe we should look for a house, <laughs> you know, because it was very pricey. And so we didn't have time to look for houses on that trip, but we did come back um, early October 2019 because we left and moved late October, mid to late October. And so we looked at houses, we got a better feel for how much they were going to cost, but we realized we were going to have to go further out than we wanted. We didn't really look at Paulding County at that point yet. And so we actually applied for a home. We got a real estate agent, which I did not like the real estate agents down here, no shade, no tea, but they definitely were just like, some of them were like, I'm not even going to show you a home unless you pay us a fee up front. Others, it was like, oh, we're only going to show you two or three homes and then you got to make a decision. It just felt very rushed and like they didn't really care once they knew you were renting. And that's been the case, not even just here. That's honestly a lot of places. But um, so we found one, we applied for it. It seemed like all systems are go. We were confident. Even both realtors, ours and the listing agent were like, yeah, this, this is looking up. And it's not their fault because they didn't know, you know, <clears throat> but um the homeowners basically like pulled out at the last second when we were literally driving down here. I was driving the morning oh. with my mom and my son. My sister had already come here on the Greyhound and they were like, we want $7,000 more and we're only going to rent to you for six months and this and that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, basically, oh, yes, trying to take advantage of us because they had financial issues attached to the house, which I'm not going to speak on that. <laughs> they they definitely were trying it was very much giving extortion now i'm not going to say like 
our credit was the best or whatever, but they knew all of this up front. And so we were like, hey, this is what it is. This is what we're willing to do. We had people vouch for us and they were fine with it, but it's like they tried to take advantage of the situation at the last minute. And so we and were they like, trying to give $7,000, $7,000. And we're like, uh, if we're going to give $7,000, it's going to be to buy a house, not rent. <laughs> like, right? like, you know, right? and so we were like, oh, absolutely not. So we pulled out and that's how we ended up being homeless. Cause now we're on the way to Atlanta. Like we're in like oh, South Carolina. Gosh. And so at this point, the cousin, I would have had to drive back to the DMV. <laughs> well at this point the wealthy cousin is like ghost like he's just not answering his phone he acting sketchy we're like okay we just gonna keep going whatever so we end up in the hotel for like two nights we're looking at homes we're trying to figure it out um we kept i think what ended up happening i think we kept looking at homes online and what we were doing was contacting realtors beforehand because we're like we're not about to drive around and try to find something and then you're like oh can't work with you but nothing mm -hmm. was really working out they were very like closed off very just rude short to the point and so <laughs> and so i found the site rently.com and i was like oh wow you could tour the homes yourself you don't have to wait for a realtor um so that's what we started doing and we applied for, we found the community we live in which this community um, at the time, they were still building homes to rent. You could either rent, rent to own, or buy. And so we we're like, oh, new homes to rent? Okay, like this is right up our alley. And it's in our price range, everything. So we come, we see the home. It's actually a little under our budget. It's brand spanking new. No one's lived in it. And we just took the risk. At this point, mind you, we had been in, in and out hotels and Airbnbs and stuff for almost two months. So we're, our money's dwindled. Like we had thousands of savings gone, like between applications yeah. and all that. And um, we were like, yeah. You know, we like the house. We apply for it. None of us have a job at this point because the job my sister thought she was going to get, they <gasps> nagged on her. So oh. I'm working DoorDash. My mom's a retiree. So that's literally all we had. And the little savings my sister still had left. But we applied for the home. They knew we didn't have, none of us had jobs and they accepted us and we got in this house, you know? So, Ooh. and they didn't ask for a lot of money down or anything. So it was literally a miracle. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how that kind of worked out. It was like, everything just happened at the last minute and we're in this whirlwind of events. Mm, that does that. That, that would have been like, I am going back to the DMV. Too much is going on. <laughs> but you did speak to something like unexpected, like things can unexpectedly happen. I don't think people always think about that when it moving, like anything can happen. And so I really like that you talked about like the savings and stuff like that, which I don't know if y'all plan to save as much money or I don't know, um, if you just was having savings, like how much do you think people should save up if they're thinking about relocating or did you save up a certain amount of money to be able to relocate? So we had kind of both, but it was mostly savings attached to my sister's job at the time. And um, between the little that we had saved as a family and then like the savings attached to her job that was just automatically be a match, like going to that account. Mm -hmm. um, we had, I think about 15 K Saved up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, if you're moving as a family, I would say definitely try to save 10 to 20K. If you can, I know that sounds like so exorbitant, but really think about like, okay, what might happen? You know, because you have to think about too, um, you have to think about loss of jobs or loss of job offers. You have to think about the rising cost of living. You have to think about application fees. If you're buying, you have to think about closing costs that they might ask for more money. You never know what might happen. So um, if you can, you know, really try to think about that, or maybe if you have an option on your job to pull out some money from a 401k or something like that, I know that's an option sometimes too, 
just look into it and see what your options are. So that way, you know, like, okay, if the unthinkable happens, at least I know I could go here, I could go there and I could, you know, you're not just completely out there with no resources. Mm, that's really, really good. Ooh, you said you lost me at 15, but <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Look, what does it say? Uh, I'm going to head out. <laughs> they, they be like, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> okay, fear you ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> now, a single person, I would say try to save up like three months of your living expenses. So at least mm -hmm. you have a little bit of padding, but you know, it's four of us and it was a lot yeah. more going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You got to think about everything that you got to do. And y'all was also looking for like a house too, because mm -hmm. who really wants to stay in an apartment? I'd be confused because somebody. Okay. Especially with bed. the rambunctious it's... little boy. Girl, <laughs> Girl they, there's like seven people in a two bedroom apartment. No shame, but I'd be like, how do y'all do that? It's only two beds. I can't do it. It's not for me. Yeah, it's, it's above me, period. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, we have a couple more questions. I want to take up, you know, all your time. But in your opinion, what is the most important factor when deciding to move? Whew. Hmm. The most important factor. I actually have a couple because I'm extra. Okay. So, <laughs> so I would say first and foremost, location. Location honestly does matter, not just for how, you know, how many stores are in your neighborhood, obviously, you know, the safety of the neighborhood and stuff oh. like that, but you definitely want to think about the politics attached to that location because mm. that is going to impact your everyday life. You know, we often don't think about the smaller uh, legislators that mm -hmm. area, we just tend to think about the president, but the mm -hmm. smaller legislators control how much your water is going to cost, mm -hmm. they control how much property taxes are going to look like. Mm -hmm. if you're buying, you know, so really, yes, that from that constitution lens, <laughs> DMV, they don't be knowing, but water should be free. Yes, listen, okay, but we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole because I'm gonna be all up on my soapbox. <laughs> like, water and life like, should be free, like, it comes from the earth. But it yeah, should be, I'm not gonna go back on soapbox. It should be right. I'm like, don't get me started. Yeah, I'm don't let me, don't let me start running for office, baby. They'd be mad. <laughs> they gonna be like, yes, we love her. The citizens gonna love you. The citizens okay. champ. <laughs> okay, the people's champ. But definitely look at your legislators that are in that area and look at if you can find out the history of the legislators like do they tend to lean one way for the last few years decades whatever um mm -hmm. also look if you have children look at the schooling in that area that matters mm -hmm. um, now for me i homeschool but i still care about the schooling in the district because if my son should do dual enrollment or something i want to mm -hmm. know that get a certain quality of education i want to know that certain tax dollars are allotted to that area you know um should he are you have gonna um homeschool until he's 18 yeah because he goes to homeschool center to also take some of the load off of me so it kind of is like half mm -hmm. school it's kind of like hybrid like half in mm -hmm. a school environment half at home so mm -hmm. yeah, definitely a huge but they can go he can go to the homeschool center to 18 as well mm -hmm. you could go all okay. the way to high school yeah okay yeah I think a that's lot of homeschool centers. Oh, what'd you say no, I said there's a lot of homeschool centers around. I will say this state is good for homeschooling. Yeah, I would say that. Well, I wouldn't say that because I don't know. But I, was saying, <laughs> I was saying that it's a good idea too. Like, I don't want my kids to go to public school. So, but you think about it, like Atlanta, like there's charter schools out here. There's public schools, private, mm -hmm. and homeschool. And so also thinking, I know that that's a thing when people have kids. They're like, I want to put my 
kid in the best school since I want to do this, I want to do that. And let me tell you, the, the areas that you live in is really, really important to know like what the schools are and what the principals are. But also there's an alternative. Like you can also homeschool your kids and you can look at homeschool centers. And I mean, they have them in California. They have them everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So if that's an alternative that you're looking for that you might think about, I do want to move, but I have this kid and also being a single mom, like, okay, one of my going for how I'm going to do this. So like, I really um glad that you like brought that point up about the homeschooling with the kid, because these schools, sometimes you don't want your kid to be up in the schools with everything okay. going on. Exactly. And smaller classrooms could be really good. And it's like, they get more attention. They mm-hmm. do different things. The um, homeschool center that I was telling you about, they just went to a legacy museum in, um, Montgomery for a black oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they go on trips, they go on different like they really get like a lot of more a lot more exposure to different yes. things and you're not just like sitting in the school all day long. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So definitely consider that. Definitely look at the cost of living. There's a website that I had used when we were moving that compares cost was of it Nerd living. Wallet? I Nerd Wallet was one of them, but I feel like there was another one too where it's like you could put in the two cities and it would compare yeah, the cost everything. living calculator. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. Wallet, but yeah, it's the cost living calculator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it can literally compares everything like the cost of groceries, the cost of dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. the cost of, And so you can really compare. Now I will say when I was look when we were looking to move, Charlotte was actually cheaper than Atlanta, but yeah, so yeah, I is, kind of regretted that. You we know, regretted that. We were like, dang, we should have moved when it was cheap. <laughs> you know, but yeah. now um, Charlotte is expensive. But I'm gonna tell you that that cost of living calculator, um, it hasn't had the inflation prices, so that it's a little wrong. Oh, they haven't changed it. <laughs> no, because I'd be like, what is this cheaper? This not like I do see some stuff, but I'm like, everything is expensive, so it's like, oh, eight percent, like Atlanta, eight like this stuff is really not cheaper. I don't know. I'm just saying because it really isn't. It looks it really like it's isn't. not cheaper. So I would definitely look at that because that's going to obviously impact your quality of life. And I would say, Mm -hmm. um, you know, think about what do you see your life looking like? Because you might not be someone that needs to live in a big city. Maybe you can live in a small town and do what you need to do. You know, maybe you don't need the hustle and bustle. So just consider, Mm -hmm. like, what do you see your life looking like? And will this city provide that for you? And come and visit before you come and live. Like in Regina, where my parents are from, they have this saying where they say, come see me and come stay with me are two different things. So it's like, <laughs> when you come on vacation, it's like, yeah, turn up, turn up. We having a ball. But when you live here, it's different. Like you in this place every day. So try to visit as much as possible before you make that choice. Yes, definitely. Well, you kind of went into the next question because I was going to say, do you have any tips or advice? that you want to give others about relocating. Mm-hmm. Um, get on down to... here or wherever. What did you say? No, I said get on down here or whatever city it is you're looking <laughs> to go to and visit. <laughs> Not get on down here, but yeah, because so, some people, they be moving and they be on faith and they ain't seen the city. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that one yet. But um, yes, any other advice maybe for people who are moving with families? If it is a single mom, do you have anything that you think that they should um look at was there any non-negotiables uh when you was thinking about moving to Atlanta was you like oh my next city has to have this 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 and that or were you just like I'm ready to go from spot and spot whatever that word is spot to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long word Ooh, child, Virginia. it is a long word I would say for me 
one thing that I absolutely have to have in my city is cultural diversity because oh. like I had said my my parents are from Guyana South America so I grew okay. up in, Shout out to the Caribbean. Yes, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> you know like I grew, I grew up <laughs> I grew up in Caribbean culture so I'm American born but I was Caribbean bred you know with those values and culture and stuff so I need to be able if I can't get to a Caribbean carryout within 30 to 45 minutes, an hour tops, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I have to be able to get some plantains, some mm -hmm. curry, something, you know, and not that I can't make it at home, but I need those ingredients even if I'm not buying it. I like mm -hmm. to try foods. I like to see cultural diversity because the DMV is a melting pot. There's literally yeah. everywhere. So that was a non-negotiable for me. Um, I really prefer to be accessible to a beach, but you know, Atlanta didn't offer that for me. Mm -mm. I used to be in near water in the DMV and in Virginia. Um, it's very. Where was the water at? I'd be confused. What What's the water up in the DMV? In Virginia? Oh, the Virginia Beach. Okay. okay. Yeah, Virginia. Well, in Virginia, Ooh. you have like the Potomac River in Northern Virginia. You got mm -hmm. lots of lakes and rivers and Woodbridge and stuff. Maryland, you got the beaches and you know, oh, there's beaches in Maryland. Yes, girl, North Beach. I mean, they not Ocean City, you know, like there's a oh, lot of okay. there's some Annapolis got beachy areas. Like mm -hmm. it's just easy to get to water in those areas. Yeah, I, Atlanta, I that's what I'm like, what am I paying for Atlanta? These high prices. I can't even get to no water. I'm right. Like, you don't even <laughs> give me nothing. I'm like, they be like California just well, at least they got water. Okay. <laughs> you, got the nice only weather. water you could get to here is Lake Lanier. And ain't nobody really and girl, ain't nobody trying to go to be over there with them ghosts. <laughs> uh uh. No ma'am. No ma'am, I'm not going to Lake Lanier and be on the bottom with the people. Mm -mm. I'm like, no, ma'am. So, you know, mm -hmm. that that fell short in Atlanta, but I definitely need diversity, preferably water and, um, you know, public transportation's lacking. So I can't say Ooh. those are non-negotiables, but it did. I offer know, I'm like, girl, they're not here. It's a lie. I'm, I'm listening off. I'm like, ooh, L, L, no, no. <laughs> that just shows that Atlanta is not the, the end point and all be all. Because it's not. Know, it, it really is. isn't. And then now, because a lot of companies are moving here too, with like the entertainment industry and just different mm -hmm. companies, it's like just getting out of reach. So I would say the one thing it did deliver on was the cultural cultural diversity and um, mm -hmm. just having things going on. I can't say there's always something going on here. Mm -hmm. I don't always get to get outside like that, but mm -hmm. <laughs> it'd be too much going on. They don't even plan right. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So you can get to a Caribbean spot within like an hour, less than an hour. There's a couple uh, in my neighborhood. There's a what? There's a couple of them right in my neighborhood. Oh, for real? That's good. That's cool. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them around the place in different cities and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do have some of that. When I was driving around, I was like, oh, you see a Jamaican restaurant, this restaurant. And so I was just wondering about that. Well, as you see, some of her non-negotiables was not that non-negotiable. <laughs> right. I played myself with that one. But, you know, I was... <laughs> I would say if you're looking for public transportation, this is not it. Like, I can't yeah, think of Atlanta anywhere in the is south. not the city for you. But mm -hmm. is anywhere in the south really popping with public transportation? I don't think mm -hmm. so. So no. you're going to want to go up north if that's the case. Yeah, and be cold. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, yeah. My last question as we wrap up is, was it worth it? Mm. 
I'm gonna say yeah, because I don't really have any regrets in life, but it is a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. And um, I know this isn't my forever home, so I do still have hope that I'm gonna figure out where my next place is gonna be. Honestly, okay. at this point, it's about do I want to stay in the states or do I just want to hop back home to Guyana with my family? Like, what, what do I want to do? So that's kind of where we're at as a family. Um, I think I'll still get some something here that I own, even if it's a condo. But I'm really focusing on like international, you know, living. You're thinking about moving back to the Caribbean? Well, I've never lived there, but my mom's thinking of like building a family home because we have a lot of land there and it's like might as well build something and then we could branch out from there. So Mm -hmm. it's so much cheaper out there. It is so cheap. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay. Yeah, that'd be really, really cool. Well, um, I thank you for sharing your story your testimony about moving to Atlanta from the DMV, relocating. Some of it was probably like a horror story to some people, but (laughs) it's your truth and it is, you know, your story. And so you can tell them where they can follow you. You can share all the good things that you're doing and we will wrap up this episode. Alrighty, so y'all again on Instagram, if you are a single Christian woman looking for community, events, self-development, follow Single Saved in the City on Instagram. If you just want to keep up with like kind of my personal life behind the scenes, follow at official Rondell Martin. I'm sure Alicia will put it in the um, show notes and everything. And then if you are looking for clothing, I actually have a clothing line. Right now it's for women, but by the end of the year, I'll be launching a men's line and then next year a kid's line. Okay, and that period. is, period. <laughs> that is at Royalty and Righteousness on Instagram. You could check us out, royaltyandrighteousness.com, singleandsavedinthecity.com, and then YouTube, Daily Dell. Also, I have a podcast I just started. For I my was sisters. like, not that you're forgetting the podcast. <laughs> I got a list of stuff. I got to get it all out there. <laughs> but I also started a podcast last week, actually, was our first episode. It's called For My Sisters with Dell. It's on all streaming platforms. If you type that in, you'll see it. It's a pink logo. I'm in a green dress. You can't miss it. Um, and we just talk about all the things. I have some men that listen to, so shout out to my brothers out there. I appreciate y'all. Okay, but um, the sisters, yes, we talking about it all, sis. We get mm-hmm. down in their day. So check us out. <laughs> so yes, check her out. And this is your first time listening to Millennial Thoughts. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, you rate it, and you follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Podcast. If you are looking to relocate, if you have questions. You can book a consultation with me. That will be in the bio. You can also get a relocation tracker because as we were saying, it is expensive and that is a free download. So you can just, you know, track where you are, um, you know, moving with your finances is when you think about that. So you can catch this episode on my YouTube channel, which is Alicia's Adventures. And you can follow us on Instagram. Like I said, Millennial Thoughts and Alicia's Adventures. And stay tuned for the next episode. Have a great night or day whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Bye.